Hey, what's up everyone out there? Thank you so much for tuning in to another Addicted Fishing Podcast. Today's going to be a fun one because we have not had this guy in the studio. I don't know if he's ever been on a podcast. Has he, Cam? I don't think so, but last time he was expecting, since he was expecting to show up to Marlon's garage, I have a feeling we haven't been doing oh, the podcast You're talking long. about me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, no, I... Yeah, literally. This is the third time I've come up and done something with you guys, and the first time it was in Cameron's garage. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe we brought you there. I think half of us were standing in the boat while we were talking, and then, uh, that's a joke, and then it was in Cam uh, Marlon's garage the second time. So it's been years. It's been years. Well, we're glad to have you back, and guys, this is Owen Hayes from Outdoor GPS. Talk a little bit about Outdoor GPS for people that might not know what it is. Uh, it's the, oh, can I give my canned line? Do it's it. the only live interactive fishing and hunting television show that's ever existed on the planet. So it's let that damn, sink in a for a minute. I've literally had people try to counter that. Nobody's ever been able to do it. So uh, you can see it on Fox 12 plus Fox 12 um, all over the Northwest, Oregon, Washington, and the corner of Idaho. And the thing I love about it, guys, and I was talking to Cam about this, I think a couple weeks ago when I was watching it is it very much so has a raw feel like Owen will mess up during the show. He'll make little mistakes. And it that's to me what makes it a good show because it's real. Owen's being exactly who he is. He's not trying to put on a front or some weird persona. You get what you get. And that's what makes, I think a lot of people love outdoor GPS. That's why I enjoy doing it. If anything that I've ever tried to do too precisely or precision in the show, it always comes off looking like crap. It's so. never scripted too, and it's no. my my favorite is watching you interact with some of the callers. Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's, that's always the best. <laughs> some guys will throw you some curveballs. Well, it's I think back in the day, originally when we started the show in '08, that was half. If you were going to split it up, and fifty percent of the shows this, fifty percent of the shows that, fifty percent of it was the phone calls, and we've kind of gotten a little bit away from that because of the format that we're in now the way that it's structured we just don't have the time as you guys know well maybe you don't you guys can pretty much do what you want can't you i mean i've got commercial breaks i got to deal with i've got you know the in and out to start and finish the show i only have so much time before we could kind of play with that now we just can't we just don't have that amount of time but yeah those phone calls can really derail you at, at times but it's half the fun i mean i love talking with the folks that are out there but you got to have good producers which you Used to have a good producer at some point in time. Um, <laughs> we <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> uh, at some I point in time. This guy. But I'm lucky enough. I'm lucky enough to have a really good producer, and he's smart enough to to really listen to the phone calls before he puts the one or two or three that we can have a, a day on the show. So. No, it's a lot of fun to do. I really do enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. And guys out there watching, it, like he said, it is fishing and hunting. So you're focusing kind of yeah. like, it's very seasonality driven, correct? Yeah, I mean, just uh, a lot like, I mean, everything, right? We have very small hunting seasons and we have nine months out of the year that you can go fishing. And when hunting season comes around, that's a lot like you. My mind is completely absorbed by hunting ducks. So it's a drawback and a blessing at the same time. But right now it's the craziest time because there's nothing really to do. We tried to go fishing today. Oh, we went fishing, and we caught a ton. I mean, Cameron's one of the best trout guides I have ever come across. <laughs> what about whitefish? Did he get you on some whitefish? No, 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 no whitefish. I didn't get any whitefish uh, on Monday either. That's right, because no. Bruce killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really weird. I expected a lot of whitefish. No whitefish. Interesting. But, but no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a ton of fun. I mean, what you guys do is absolutely phenomenal. And I, I cannot believe what I have seen in the last half an hour. I had no clue uh what you have going on no clue I, I, and i i feel stupid for that so forgive me 
Well, we appreciate the compliments on it for sure. I mean, it's amazing, really. I mean, from all the content that you guys put together, and then now your own. Why aren't you sponsoring my show? Hey, we're talking about it. What are you we're gonna, all you guys we're gonna, gonna, know we, that was a thing until about three minutes. We, we're, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about that again on live stuff. You know, when you're videoing yeah. and everything, other than the podcast. Oh, that's so. it. We gotta pull the live feed audience, see what they think. Yeah, seriously, man, maybe, maybe we can do like a weekly snippet with them too. Yeah, I, I you know, mm, I'd like yeah, to. Yeah, I, I got lots of ideas for that. I want to. I want to put a, a shoe on on the other foot. I want to get you in to my studio. I know. And, I've, and I've been in there one time. Uh, but I want to get in there to talk about Marlon Lefevre and Addicted and how all, you know, dive right. This is what I do. So dive right into the heart, the meat of the whole thing of how you went from uh, just small YouTube videos that I used to watch before anything ever, t before I ever met Cameron. Right. So, I mean, it's just a small thing. You had your truck that you'd go yep. over to the coast and fish off the jetty. Mm -hmm. And then now a freaking, can I say that? freaking empire you can, you can uh, here in the northwest yeah. seriously man it's it's absolutely amazing what you've done i appreciate it man yeah i'd love to come on i'd love to okay so but you got to be willing to talk about everything right? i'll talk about anything from the beginning to middle <laughs> to the end where you're at now love to tell where you want to go and all that yep. kind of stuff love it because i can only imagine with what you've built to this point you got a long ways to go before you're done oh well, long ways i can only imagine these guys think i'm crazy with all my ideas well, facts. everyone, facts. he's not everyone. crazy. Young people, listen to what he's doing. Emulate it. Do that. That's how you're going to be successful in life. No, but very impressive. Very impressive. Well, awesome. I want to know how your duck season's been because we do have Good. a lot of fishing and hunting guys that listen to our podcast. We actually get asked all the time to start a hunting podcast. And so uh, I'm curious, like, how's, how's duck season been this year? It's one of the weirdest duck seasons that I have ever experienced. And I've hunted for... 34 years now chasing birds and I hunt birds every day and I have every day since the season starts or when I first started hunting ducks and this is easily one of the weirdest duck seasons I've ever experienced it's the middle of December and I have yet to see a real push of northern mallards typically by now we're in a lull between pushes of ducks so looking forward to it getting even better hopefully it's probably global warming honestly yeah, I doubt that. I doubt that seriously. Uh, but no, it's if just. If only you guys could have seen the look on his face when I said that. No, <laughs> but you know, a lot of people. I've heard that before, right? Of course, I get it from on my show. Yeah, you know, yeah, I get yeah, a number yeah. of people that say stuff similar to that. But it's an El Nino year, right? Now I'm old enough that I've been around long enough and seen enough El Ninos that this is nothing new. But what's new again? is that all these birds are up north. There hasn't been enough cold in Canada. It, they haven't pushed through. And where, where I hunt in Oregon, on the west side of the state, 90% of the time, there's so much food between here and Seattle that even if they did get panicked, you know, they, they just haven't had the reason to move down. But overall, it's been a really good year, but I've put a lot of time in. and uh, But it's been a good year. It's, it's been a really good year. Yesterday was a great day. I'm hoping for tomorrow to be another great day. Awesome. So we'll see. So for all the other waterfowl hunters out there, if you're struggling, don't worry about it. We still got a lot to look forward to, I think. Is there the season like end dates and like close dates? Like does it ever get to a scenario where like the ducks don't really ever show up and then the season closes? Um, you know, go back to this global warming thing that you said. No. Uh, <laughs> you know, last year we got all that cold weather. The year before we got all the cold weather in February. So that was kind of late. Uh, but that's not normal, and those are all years that lead up into your El Nino years, right? Um, typically, hopefully that'll be you know how it continues. Um, but 
We just need more birds to show up. Again, it's been a really good year. And there's guys that I know that hunt on the east side of the state, hunt south, and spend most a lot of their time on the coast. And they've had a banner year. And when they're struggling, I'm doing good, vice versa. So okay, it's, uh, but it's been a really good year. But again, if you're dumb enough to go out every day, you're bound to find them some way. Eventually, right? yeah. Um, so, you know, we went through a two-week lull here that was really slow. And then yesterday and a uh, couple days before that, we had epic hunts. So hopefully that'll continue. I think that that's a good transition to talk about winter steelhead cam because that's oh. really what you have to do to catch a steelhead is go out every single day. I was just thinking day. about the correlations between, like, your conditions and just being able to, like, pick your areas. Like, oh, you know, you talked about we were, we were – I'm not going to scroll here, but, like, we were talking about B-Run Co. Like, some regions, like, received right. a ton of B-Run Co. and some didn't. And, you know, someday, and same thing with steelhead. You're going to have certain areas that are going to be either open or actually have, you know, abundant steelhead early season. And then some that aren't going to have it. And then it's all going to depend on rain. And then if they show up and it's, I mean, honestly, a lot of people attribute a lot of the steelhead fishing to hunting. I mean, a lot of people like it because it is kind of like that. You don't just go to one spot day in and day out, pound fish and go home. It's definitely something you got to play your conditions and play certainly got to cover and, ground, and That's cover for sure. some ground and then hope that sometimes the conditions and, and uh, stuff just go your way. Have uh, you been steelhead fishing, Marlon? I haven't been one time. Not yet. I, I went today, but we That's caught a trout. Lie. We caught trout. I went steelhead fishing one day? Yeah, you went like four days, actually. Oh, in oh, Pennsylvania? Wrong, <laughs> wrong part of the world. Fishing, By the way, so for all of you that are listening <laughs> to this, lie. that's what they're doing. They're listening to the podcast, right? Uh, I'm just kidding. That hit that we did on the show when you guys were in Ohio was a killer dude people <laughs> went nuts over the footage of you know it was all live that's what my show is it's all live so our interview with cameron was supposed to be you know early season tactics tricks for us in the northwest to catch steelhead right early season stuff because it's different than say in january or march or whatever it might be so the whole interview is done in ohio and they're having a mm -hmm. hundred fish day in the midst of this a hundred fish day supposedly I'm not arguing with it oh, uh, you'll see the video oh uh, yeah I, i'm sure everybody will but we got so sidetracked that i never covered a thing about what i really wanted to talk about for us on this side of the country for crying out loud you guys were just whacking them over there i, I figured the opportunity was too good because we, we talked a little bit about scent and sizing down presentations because we hadn't had any rain oh jordan's got another one on we never exactly, mind folks exactly but <laughs> never like, mind we were gonna set, i mean when i talked to you the day before i'm like I, I feel like there's an opportunity here to probably do something on the show that's never been done before and that's like having doubles on steelhead and catching a half dozen live in two short segments. Well, what I thought was really cool about it, the interactive, because I do have a Facebook page for outdoor GPS, right? But it's very, very small. I don't push it very much at all, but we have a little bit of interaction there with folks that were, well, how do they have that kind of fishing? So <laughs> it started the conversation with so many people that don't understand that all the steelhead over there that you were catching, they're ours. Those mm -hmm. are our fish. Now, yes, they get reared in lakes and this and that over the Great Lakes. But the way that they've managed it, so many people did not understand that that's what the reality of it is. Some people were commenting, I wonder how many years they've had steelhead. Have they always been there? Well, no, they came from us. In and you 60s. guys left from here to go there and have better steelhead fishing than we have now, right? I mean, is they that also in that river that we were fishing, they stalk over a million smolts. 
Steelhead smolts. Over a million. In that river that's about as big as this room. <laughs> Wide. Like, wow. it's not big. Wow. So that's your answer. That's that's why. If you plant it, they will come. Yeah, but hatcheries are bad. No, well, <laughs> yeah, that's what I keep hearing. Yeah. That's what I keep oh, hearing I think, from the wild fish lobby. Couldn't you use that as an argument? And you're both smarter than I am, but couldn't you use that argument from over there to hear as to why good mm-hmm. hatchery production, just loading the place up? You you absolutely be can't. The problem is Owen is I think the biggest thing is it's a dis- it's a difference in like thought process. Like over there, they manage Pennsylvania State for sportsmen. Yeah, they manage that state because they want people over there catching steelhead. They don't manage that like that over here. Like no. especially in Washington, they care about one thing and one thing only that there's one steelhead swimming in the river that they can go look at that beautiful steelhead. And I think we're going to get cam on a, a epic camera right here in a second. So that's perception. Then you're talking, then you're saying that they're more worried about the perception of the whole thing than it is the actual opportunity and what it can do for the region. Exactly. That's my opinion. It is 1000% the people in charge. The people in charge in Pennsylvania said we plant steel out here because it's a good thing going and we can create this economy. We can create this opportunity for sportsmen. We can get people engaged. We can get everything going on that we ever want. The problem in Washington state is they actually, I know for a fact, because they're ignoring the most recent studies and they're ignoring the most uh, recent things that have come out over the last 25 years of this basically wild fish game where the department has opportunity to let runs get down to minimal stocks to where they are then basically not forced, but basically get to come in and study it to death and try to manage it to death and try to get back wild steelhead when on your coast, they don't have those problems. They don't get those grants. They're not ESA worried about. They don't have the wild fish lobby in there trying to beat down their doors because if they were to do that, if they were actually to plant the fish in Washington and actually get the runs to where they want, they would lose all that opportunity and all that bureaucracy. The government, our Washington state government, with one, there is no money in a recovered stock, there is only money in a recovering stock. Right. They want to study it to death. And guess what? Sportsmen be damned. They don't care. They want to sit up there and get their votes from King County, and they're going to keep putting these idiots, I'm going to say it, idiots in charge, and this is what we're going to get. And yeah. until they have that constructive or that complete shift over into, you know what? Global warming's a thing. They want to tell us global warming's a thing. They don't want to do anything about it. They have tribal netting in a lot of those North Coast rivers. That's a thing. Whether or not you agree with it or not, it's a thing. They don't want to mitigate for that. They don't they want to ignore the saturation studies in the Columbia River that says that once you took all those hatchery smolts away, all the predation fell upon the wild fish and they never came back. Right. They want to believe that. They also want to believe that limiting sportsmen in all these rivers is going to help bring wild fish back where there has never been a river or an instance where eliminating the sport fishery has brought said wild steelhead back. And we know that from the wind and we know that from hood and this stuff happened 30 years ago. They purposely cognitively choose to ignore it right? because they want to study it to death. Great. Pennsylvania is pretty awesome and I'd highly recommend going there. In fact, actually after your hit, I literally got no less than two dozen either emails Texts, voicemails, messages on Facebook, literally asking me to take my clients from over here, over there. Swear to God. It was crazy. Really? I mean, literally, five minutes after we're done with that hit, I'm getting texts from some of my clients like, when are we going? How do I get over? What the heck? Well, you were actually just, you were just talking about maybe going over there and spending some time professionally. I was talking, talking with a guy that I might go over there for next three weeks in November. What the hell else are we doing in November? Right. 
Well, Might as well go there and just fish for three ducks, weeks. But Hang other out. than that, but no. Yeah. Watch, watch, watch people get engaged in a sport and have an absolute ball and catch fish and have great opportunity to do so. You know the other thing we saw over there, Owen, that was just so eye-opening to me? And I feel like our Northwest community out here has gotten so sour towards each other and like negative, like on the riverbanks. Sure. It is not like that over there. Everyone is just happy. Oh, you're not catching any Check this beat out. Put this on your line. Like people are so like willing to help you and right. excited it's to because help you. They, well, they got so Yeah. They got so many fish here. As you know, you could go down there. If you're not the one doing the right thing, catching that one or two yep. fish that yep. are there. You don't want to help anybody nope. else catch the one or two fish. <laughs> but if it. there's 200 of them out there, hey, come here. The way, the way I look at it, like with the, with this Pennsylvania and Ohio fishery for steel, is just and like when we had, and New York, was when we had 1.6 million fall chinook in the Columbia. What was that, 2016? Uh, yeah. Whatever year it mm -hmm. was. Nobody gave a rip that there was gill netting. Nobody gave a rip right. about guides. Nobody gave a rip about anything because there was so much freaking fish. Everyone Nobody was just cared. smashing. Right, right. Nobody cared. It was great. What's it going to be like next year? I'm. <laughs> that's for another podcast. I was going to say, let's not <laughs> talk about it. we got to go to the live He already was talking about Yeah, that's, that's not going to work. couple quick know. announcements before we go because Clint is going to work his little butt off and he's going to get this podcast out before Saturday. If you guys <laughs> want to come join us, we have a warehouse end of the year bash this Saturday. And I heard from a little bird, if you have kids, that there's going to be a little Santa Claus there with an elf. There's going to oh. be Santa Claus with an elf. And we have all sorts of giveaways, guys. This will be your first opportunity to get our brand new zipper backpack. It's a full three-quarter zip backpack. The one that you guys have been seeing in videos for months. It'll be your first opportunity to get it at this bash. Lots of things. I Honestly, it would take another hour for me to tell you everything that's going to be at this thing. So come join us this Saturday at our Richfield Warehouse. The address is 7509 South 5th Street, Suite 101F. I'm excited to see all you guys there, Richfield, Washington. It's going to be a really, really good time. Sounds like it. And your warehouse is packed. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I've ne I didn't even know. Again, like I said, so impressive, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate really. it. Really, 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 really is. Also, kind of talking for the future, guys, we will be set up at the Puyallup Sportsman Show, the Pacific Northwest Sportsman Show, and we will be premiering our movie that we were just talking about, Steelhead Alley, at both locations, as well as premiering it in Central Oregon at the sports shows. So shout out to the sportsman shows. Be on the lookout. Tickets are going to launch really soon for those events. And that's all the random announcements I'm going to bore you guys with. <laughs> we have a live feed to do. Yeah, you got thank any you other, guys anything for, else you want to say before you leave? I got nothing, man. Owen? No, thank you for ha having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Guys, make sure you guys check out Owen Outdoor GPS on Channel 12, and we'll see you guys on the river.